And we're back on the hunt with Supernatural Season 4, Episode 2. Are you there, God? It's me, Dean Winchester. I'm Chris Barrows. And my name is Dan Cummins. Welcome back to the best Supernatural podcast on the air. Thank you for listening. Uh, if this is your first time listening, of course, go back. Rewatch the show with us. Start at the pilot. Uh, Chris, this is like our 63rd episode or something like that. So something we're having like, fun uh, we're, rewatching yeah, we're it. Mid 60s, mid 60s at this point. Um, we're, we're more than 20% through the show at this point as far as seasons go, um, which is crazy uh, when you actually say that out loud. Um, but that's kudos to everyone, too, if you're listening and you've been going through this journey with us. I mean, you've watched 20% of Supernatural. That is no small feat. Uh, so we welcome you uh, along for the ride. Uh, you know, uh, we take this seriously. Uh, and as we're rewatching these, we do want to try to find some interesting information to share with you. Uh, but if you ever learn of anything interesting, you can call in, share some information. We've always got a link in the show notes that you could actually call, uh, leave a message, engage with us on social. Uh, we're active on Reddit, Twitter. Uh, so hopefully you can uh, Say hello. We love the feedback. I know you've seen some messages come in through Reddit, and we appreciate that. So um, don't be afraid to say hi. It's the biggest thing. Yeah, we love feedback, uh, and we just love contributing you know, your opinions and thoughts onto the podcast. We've got some really great ones in our last episode. We had some people really express what they thought about Season 4, and we just love sharing that overall. So you know, keep those coming. And like Chris said, follow us on Twitter. Uh, check us out on Reddit. We're always trying to create discussions and bring those forward and you know, voice uh, those opinions. So, you know, say hi to us. If you see us, uh, we try to be active on there, but Chris, we are in the golden era of supernatural man. And, and that's what I'm calling it. We are in the, the golden age, the golden era, like season four, season five. These are the best seasons in my opinion, and critically as well, uh, of the entire series out of 15 seasons, you know, these are the two best coming up. So that's, you know, that's, that's not, uh, uh, we, we can't pass over that. Like the fact that we're talking about these episodes, we're going to have a lot of great things to say. This one is an 8.5, according to IMDb. Um, we just came off of episode one, which is a 9.4. I mean, these are great episodes, Chris. A lot to talk about. A lot of great characters. I feel like this one episodes. suffers, though, in score, probably because it's coming off of that last episode, which was pretty perfect in a lot of ways yeah. as far as the Supernatural episode goes as a, as a premiere episode. Arguably... Totally the best one of the best if not the best premiere um you know to start off a season so uh, we'll see where that debate goes but look we we got the boys dealing with angry spirits in this one they're in sioux falls by the way in south dakota uh this one aired in september 25 2008 and like you said it's an 8.5 you know this one's interesting though because we've got some old friends can and let me just bring up the list of some of these old friends Agent Hendrickson is in this one, which I love that we've got the the ghost of Agent Hendrickson. Um, we've got uh, a favorite of yours in this one, Ron Resnick. Resnick I love is in this I love one. Ron, man. Yeah, I know, I know, and that I, I when I saw that, it was so exciting to me. I was like, oh, I forgot that Ron is. We talked about it at the time when uh, when Ron, you know, departed this world. And uh, that he would be back. And here he is. There's Ron. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, clearly the writers liked him, too, because he's such a forgettable character. Like, let's be honest, that that episode skin that he's in. If you haven't seen that episode in a while, go back and watch that one. Phenomenal episode. Uh, Dean gets framed for 
you know, uh, uh, murder, bank robbery, Ron Resnick, such a forgettable character. But like, he's so funny in that one, Chris. And uh, he's a fan of Dean. And, you know, Dean and him kind of hit it off in that episode. So I'm really glad he got to make uh, his final appearance in this one. Meg Masters, another one, Chris. Uh, she looks a little different, actually. And, and Dean doesn't quite recognize her. And I had the same reaction. I was like, well, hold on a second. Um, you look familiar, but sort of different at the same time. But yeah, it's ultimately it's Meg. Uh, in her human form, of course, we have to remember that right. as we go through this episode, it's it's the vessel of these people. And I, I guess it's really only relevant for Meg here because, you know, Ron and uh, well, technically Ron was never possessed, but Henriksen was. But you get the idea. We have some old characters, some old friends pop back up in this one. And uh, and yeah, the boys and Bobby, they have to sort of clean out the closet. Is that a fair uh, proverb I can use here, Chris? I think it is. Yeah, but we also get some really good information um, about angels in this one. So we're coming off a a revelation that Dean's got work to do, and it's coming from God. And the angels are here to make sure that happens. Yep. And that's why Dean's been brought back. Uh, we know more about the end game here uh, because we're rewatching, but that's significant. Bobby is doing the research on this. Dean doesn't, doesn't buy it. Dean's like, gosh, why, why would an angel save me? And it goes back to what we've talked about in previous seasons of I'm not worth saving. Why would this happen? Uh, a lot of questions in this. Sam is like enthusiastic angels. Yeah, this is great. That mm -hmm. opinion will change, but it is confirmed by Bobby because he says, according to my research, only angels can rescue someone from hell. Now, I don't know where the hell they get this research from. Uh, they've, they've got some books, right? Um, and they don't even have access to the good stuff, as we know. But uh, basically, when it comes down to it, that's what we know now. We say, okay, yeah, it's angels. They kind of confirm it. They make sure you know, hey, we're not, you know, BSing you. These are angels. All right, we're going to get on with the plot now. And that's what I think that device was. All right, angels can rescue people from hell. Great. Okay, cool. We know it's an angel. There's no like sub game to this. This is just what it is. And yeah. let's go on with the rest of his show. And now you know that there's angels involved. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to go back to Dean for a second, though, Chris, because they spent an intentional amount of time at the top of this episode with Dean kind of going back and forth on, well, it, you know, angels can't be real. Why would they choose me? This and that. He is genuinely freaked out by God's interest in him. And any, listen, I don't care who you are. Anybody would be freaked out by that news. And I just want to point out that, like, I think a lot of people misinterpret uh, that reaction as like Dean not thinking he's worthy. And I think there's a little bit of that, Chris. But I also think that Dean is just like hesitant to think that there's any good in the world. And he says that. He's like, listen, in my experience, and I'm, I think he says this to Castiel, he says, in my experience, there is no good in the world, only bad. Because we have to remember, like, Dean was raised to defend himself and his brother against this terribly evil force that quite literally ripped his family apart, right? So Dean kind of not believing that there is a God or angels and that they want to save him, it's maybe a little bit of him, like, not thinking that he's special enough to be saved, but also... Just de like genuine disbelief that why in the hell, and I keep saying that word on purpose, Chris, why in the hell would there be anything other than darkness in the world? And that's really sad to think, but like that's been his whole upbringing. He's been fighting monsters since he was a kid. Why would he believe that there are angels in God now? And he presses Castiel on that. Well, where is your God? 
I keep fighting these battles. God doesn't show up. Why aren't you helping? And it's a great point. And we, we learn later in the series and, and actually by the end of season five that, yeah, angels are like good. And I'm using air quotes for those of you that, you know, you're listening to us on the audio. But like, yeah, angels are good, but they have their own agenda, too. And so Dean is kind of right, Chris, to be hesitant about this because angels aren't this pure you know, force of good that are out there to save him. Like his, his inability to trust them fully, I think is warranted. So I just wanted to, to harp, you know, that at the top because Dean is very grounded and oftentimes he trusts his gut. And in this case, his gut really isn't that far off. It's a fair statement. And I think when I think about it, you do look at angels and they are very much about what they have to get done. And they are much more able to, at least at this phase with Castiel specifically, say, if we have to allow someone to die to save millions, that's fine. Right. Sam and Dean are still not that type. Um, Maybe Sam has worked his way more towards that at this point. I don't think we get that tested quite just yet, but the point stands. Sam Mm -hmm. is still intent to save lives. I mean, there's a conversation Ruby tells Sam, you should be afraid of angels. So there's multiple people telling Sam things. These can't be angels. There's no such thing as good. Ruby says, angels are frightening. I'm getting the hell out of here. Yep. And so you've got a few things happening. And then in all of this, we find out that uh, Bobby's got a friend who hasn't responded to his questions about angels. And she's not the type of person to not respond. So he's like, we're going. Come on, boys. And, And he's now taking a leadership role you know, the boys are in charge by all means of, you know, some of their own things. When Bobby says go, they go. And he's a kinder, gentler, as gentle as Bobby is compared mm-hmm. to their father. I think it's yeah. fair to say, but he's not gentle by any definition of a word. But there they all go and they find out her dead and then other hunters in the area are dead. So what's happening now we know is hunters are being killed. And so it's an interesting look we find. Look at this network of hunters that Bobby's connected to. It, it opens up a world that excites me and that we don't go down nearly as much as you've said before, Dan, of like, oh, hunters interconnected. They work in this weird way. We later understand the American hunters work very different than, say, the British hunters. We'll get yeah. to the men of letters eventually, which is a, just a double storyline as a whole. But oh, the lore there, man, I, I just wish something could be done. But what's crazy in this process is as they're out there, Sam ends up being attacked and it throws him completely for a loop by Agent Hendrickson in a gas station bathroom. <laughs> Good thing Dean is there to blast away Hendrickson with a uh, with some rock salt, um, you know, convenient, certainly. But uh, that's surprising as hell because we're not used to ghosts just appearing out of nowhere in a place where maybe it's not they shouldn't be. And so this is just kind of completely out of nowhere from a perspective of what we're used to how is a ghost here to begin with let alone why is it hendrickson what happened you know and he's there to say no i died in that sheriff's office it's a it's a pretty sad moment and i think it's sad for me because i'm like man i wish he lived still i still feel that strongly definitely i think most people do um yeah you're right chris these spirits and you can call them vengeful spirits i think that's fair in this case because they they are after revenge they're breaking all the rules for all the reasons you just stated. Like Henriksen should, there's nothing tying him to the boys, right? So something's off and they go to call Bobby and all of a sudden 
you know, they have to go rescue him. So they rush to Bobby's house and Bobby's being confronted by the spirit of two young girls and they accuse him of failing to save them from, you know, some sort of monster. Now, we don't get a ton of detail around this, Chris, but like you said about the hunters earlier, I just love those insights about the hunters. Like at some point, Bobby was on a hunt and, you know, he couldn't save these two girls. And it's it's sad, but it's like it, it brings forth this gray area that hunters have a very complicated, terrifying, um, difficult life. And uh, Olivia who at the top, uh, you're right, Chris, I really love that shot of her, you know, sort of being ripped apart by her demons. Uh, she's got like a really cool bunker. Her place is awesome, but yeah. we have to talk about Bobby's bunker, man. They Listen, they, they save Bobby from his demons, right? They regroup and, um, you know, we, we see Meg, Meg attacks Dean and we get into Meg's story and Meg has a really sad one too, Chris. You know, she was possessed. Her sister killed herself because she was missing. Like there's a lot going on, but eventually they get to Bobby's safe room and it's a very like dark, deep, complicated episode, but they play that, that little music, Chris, when like something cool happens, there's like a little guitar riff. If you notice when they get to Bobby's uh, panic room and Sam and Dean are both like in awe, like dude, Bobby is so cool. He built this thing in like a weekend is what I think he says. Yeah. And you see the bunker man. And it's so cool. Like he's got a guns and like, you know, all these backup, inventory like batteries and of course a poster of some you know supermodel or something that dean really appreciates and i love that hunter lore man just like you said like seeing what hunters would do and where they would live is so fascinating to me and, and that Bobby just will, will cool. appear that will appear again it appears in season five season six and season seven as well yeah um so we'll see the panic room uh here's a few things about the panic room that i want to note it's got one entrance. It's a solid iron door. It's soaked in salt that locks from the outside. The door has an opening in it so you can look inside. On the floor of the room, there's a large devil's trap. There's another devil's trap located on the front of a door above and on the vent. The walls are pure iron. They're soaked in salt and later decorated with angel repelling sig sigils, by the way. So, so cool. Um, and then inside the room, there's it's so simple. It's a bookcase, a desk, a chair, a bed a weapon arsenal, and there's supposed to be a Bo Derek on the wall. Uh, so great. So, yeah, there's going to be, they're going to be in there a few times in this season, but that's that's Bobby's panic room, everybody. Um, uh, it's it's definitely something. I, I did neglect to say something, by the way. Sam forgot the pie, which is like a cardinal oh sin earlier in this episode. <laughs> um, so he's not covering up his tracks well. So not yeah. only is he lying to what you were saying in the previous episode, uh, but he's not even doing it well at this point. I mean, for, I never forget the pie and then he forgets the pie. So, you know, it is, it is what it is. Cause they jump right in the car when he gets back, like, we gotta go, uh, we gotta go. There's, there's, we gotta go save someone. And they're like, where's the pie? Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, dude so, can I just say, I'm so glad you mentioned that Chris, because we didn't mention in the last episode, but in episode one, when the demons surround them in the diner, Dean has this moment where he's walking out, right? Cause the demons can't touch him. They're afraid of who might've brought Dean out. Like he's got an angel on his shoulder and he puts money down after like walking out and he says for the pie. And it's like such a dramatic, like funny moment, but this is two episodes in a row where pie has become part of the plot. And I think for a while, like Dean's thing was that, you know, busty Asian beauties pie and you know, the Impala and like pie was so much of his DNA. I really love to see that resurface because like before this season, there was a couple of mentions of it, but season four really is the season of pie. So thank you for bringing that up. I had such a chuckle. When that when that uh, when that happened in this episode, so good. 
Yeah, and a few other things. There's other encounters in this episode. We deal with Meg Masters. Meg Masters in her her pre uh pre pre I guess possessed form. So yeah. her hair is different. That's why you don't you know they say you don't recognize her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a college student. She was possessed, um, and she was awake during her possession. And that's the frightening piece that we get into, and we've talked about it before. But the idea of you are watching everything that's happening while you're possessed. So frightening kind of piece there. Um, and uh, that was prior to the safe room. But in the safe room, the research gets done and they identify the mark of the witnesses. And this is a really important plot line that we need to cover. So the rise of the witnesses setting up the epic season five is a sign of the apocalypse. Uh, it's one of 66 seals that when broken will unlock and open the door of a traps that has trapped Lucifer in his cage. Um, and the witnesses are people who have seen or died at the hand of supernatural beings that begin distinguished by normal ghosts by a symbol that's branded on them. And I'm pointing to myself, but obviously no one can see that. Uh, once summoned by the proper spells, they act in a manner similar to vengeful spirits, but they target specific people. So that's the reason these people are everywhere. They are targeting. We got Meg targeting Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, very much because Dean was a jerk to to even yeah Dean all the Meg that we know Dean was a jerk to her um, oh. whether right or wrong is not the point he was just a jerk to her um, and then ultimately when it comes down to it Hendrickson being attacked hack, attacking Sam it almost feels out of place um, for me at first but it makes sense because these people are not brought back necessarily by their own will they're just kind of people who died in a horrible way. Um, so it's not necessarily as personal as maybe I'm, I, I think I, I should make it. I think it's just kind of a byproduct of, did you go this way? Well, Henderson hunted the boys for ages. So it kind of makes sense when you think of it that way. I almost would have gone another route and brought Hendrickson back for something else. Maybe, um, I, I don't know what that would have been. I'm, I'm not thinking creatively at this time, but, um, I could see some other characters whom just maybe, just maybe would have been a better choice for Sam, but that's fine. I, I have no yeah. issue with, I have no inter- issue with more Hendrickson. I was just going to say that I'll take Hendrickson where I can get him, Chris, but yeah, the, the spirits, they, they act more like animals than they do themselves. Like they're yeah. almost blood hungry for the people that they're attacking. So I think that the connection is there in terms of like Sam or Dean, you know, they're, they're all in Bobby's house and, you know, eventually uh, they, they have to get out of the bunker. Right. Dean says as much. He's like, what do we do? We can't sit here until the apocalypse. That's not an option. So there's a spell that they have to do. And so, of course, they have to leave the bunker um, and they start to head for Bobby's library. And of course, we get Ron once again. And it, it, Dean and Ron have sort of an interesting conversation. And they go, come on, man, we we're buddies. And Ron's like, no, like when I was human, we we're buddies. But now, like, I want to eat your head. Like, I'm going to kill you. And it's like, <laughs> it's super stark. Yeah, it's it's so direct, man. And Dean's just like, ah, come on, man. I'm not a cheeseburger. Like, give me a break, Ron. It's it's so casual, Chris. I got such a laugh out of that. But um, yeah, they, they have to they have to fight off Meg, they have to fight off Henriksen and Ron. And it's such a shame because they really guilt trip Bobby and uh Sam and Dean, which sucks because like they put their lives at risk to save these people. Right. Like they saved all of these spirits, but now like they're being guilted into, well, you didn't actually save me. Ultimately, I did die. And so, you know, you suck. I want to kill you now. So there's a lot of like mean words being thrown at Sam and Dean and, and Dean. I really love to see Dean's um, uh, his, you know, his his self-worth 
Dean was like, no, actually, I tried my best, Meg. I'm sorry it ended badly for you, but like we did our best. And like that was, you know, really great for me to see. Dean doesn't think he's worthless anymore. And that's evidence of yeah. that. Uh, people on Twitter who disagree with that. Um, <laughs> but listen, anyway, they, they have a spell and it works. They defeat the witnesses uh, and ultimately they survive, which thank God for that, because there's a lot more seals. And we learn from Castiel later on, Chris, there are a lot of seals. And so here we go. The season is going to be about which seals can we break and which seals can we prevent from breaking. And I like that we established that early on in the season, Chris, because season uh, four, episode one, we met Castiel, but we don't really have an idea of what the plot is. Episode two, now we have a mission. We know where we're going. It's very obvious. And so we have that in the back of our minds so that when we get to those filler episodes, Chris, it's okay that they're filler because we understand the greater mission of like what's happening. And the filler episodes, from what I can remember, they're all in service of this greater mission. And so I really love that like we established that early on. Here's here's what we have to do. Here are the various seals. And I think like every other episode is a seal. And I can deal with that. That seems like a good pace to me. And I don't want to call it plot armor either. Um, I think the term could be used in some cases. But you're right. Every episode really could have meaning that way because you could have a very random thing just happen to be a seal. Uh, and so the nothing's truly throwaway in right. that in that right uh, but it's it's a great episode i love again uh you know this is the closest we have to that big reveal of like the bunker the fact that there's this really cool uh space that has been built by bobby and will be critical in the next two seasons i mean yeah sam will spend some time in there too so you know it's yep. it, it's a, a really important room and again eventually we, they do decide to mark it with uh, angelic stuff so that the angels can't get in there i'm going to show you just how important and how powerful and potent those angels are uh, this episode's title by the way uh is a reference to judy bloom uh there is a novel from judy bloom if you look it up are you there god it's me margaret uh, the two twin girls because i saw it right away so i'm glad we have this in our notes it's a tribute to the. It's got to be right. A tribute to the shining. I mean, it's the yeah. the two girls, the hallway, everything about it. We're gonna make references to horror. It, it was so perfect in that way. Uh, I just love that. So enjoyed that yeah. quite a bit. Me too. I've got a couple more here, Chris. Uh, at one point, Dean's. You know, they're talking about the apocalypse, and Dean goes, "The apocalypse, like five dollars a gallon for gas apocalypse." And I thought, "Oh my god, this is from what two thousand and eight? We're in twenty twenty two currently." Gas was quite literally at $5 a gallon. So I was like, oh, I know. God, please, please don't let this be a Simpsons thing where, you know, oh. the apocalypse <laughs> is actually real. Uh, another one here, Chris. We can't forget Lucifer, man. This is the first mention of Lucifer. Well, not the first mention of it. Excuse me. He's been mentioned. But now we know that he's real. According to Castiel, like Lucifer is very real and he's coming. It's, it's the first like actual. I don't know if we can call it an introduction, but we'll call it an introduction just for the sake of of trivia here. Um, and then, of course, the last one, uh, Castiel says the angels haven't been to Earth in 2000 years. I thought that was really cool, Chris. He puts a number on it. And so we have that lore. Angels haven't been back to Earth in 2000 years. They're back and they're here to ultimately protect, you know, the people of Earth and stop the apocalypse. So we have a timeline, which I really love. I love that lore of the angels um, of, of Lucifer, of Castiel, who, of course, is the angel of uh, Thursday which is a nod to the day that the show was premiering, Chris. So we have that. Um, and yeah, look, we, we have a great episode uh, next week. 
trucking right along here, man. I, listen, I can't wait till we get to the end of season four. I know you said in the last episode we have Crowley coming very soon. That is huge. Um, and the apocalypse is looming, man. There are some great, great episodes in the season. Yellow Fever is the one that I especially love, Chris. That one gets a lot of love on Reddit, too. So really looking forward to it. We hope you uh, you join us for the ride. The next episode, by the way, is... I don't... I, I can't call favorites in the season yet, but as a non-finale, non-pilot, yep. you know, episode in a season... The next one I'm predicting now, and I have not watched beyond four episodes. Okay. I'm not as we were recording this, I'm predicting it to my top five, potentially my top three. I'm just going to say that there is an X-Files alum in the next episode. Mitch Pileggi is in it. The plot is really cool. And it's yep. a perfect kind of tune up as you're listening, because quite frankly, um, I don't, I forget where this times in our watch. I got to be honest with you, but this is this is going to be as you're listening to this in and around the time it may have already just dropped that the Winchesters will have gone. And yes. the next episode involves time. And there's debate about this. We've talked about it. I'm going to encourage people. I want to take a moment to do this. Just a friendly reminder. If you haven't, we did a preview of it. It'll be really interesting uh, if you go back, listen to the preview we did that has all the info and then also see what actually happened with the Winchesters, because I, I hope people give it a shot. I just want to say it. If you haven't watched it yet, if you have watched, it, I'd love to get your feedback on what you think when you do get a chance to watch it, because quite frankly, um, you know, we're, we're going to definitely drop an episode on it. So everyone knows within this podcast, we know this is a re recap podcast for this show. We're not intending to turn this into a recap for both, but we are going to give our first thoughts on that one. So I want to just give everyone heads on that, um, but we'll still be dropping our regular episode as well. So you won't be just getting a kind of a first thoughts. You'll be getting both. So do you choose to ignore it? You can choose to ignore it, but hope you'll give it a shot and take a listen. Yeah. Us watching the Winchesters and then giving our thoughts on, it, I think is especially going to be fun, Chris, because we have watched season one through four, right? So we're very fresh on, okay, well, what did they establish of John and Mary? And like you said, season four, episode three, the next one we're going to cover going back to Kansas, uh, 1973. So we will have a very direct comparison. We can be able to say, well, this actually happened in Supernatural. Are they retconning it or no? They actually didn't provide that much detail. What Jensen's doing doesn't actually break any canon. So I think we have a, a unique perspective on that. So I'm looking forward to watching the premiere, uh, giving our immediate thoughts on it. We're going to record it the night of, um, yep. and we're going to share that uh, hopefully the following day. And we hope you listen and share your thoughts with us. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, Chris. We're very, very close. You know, as... As we record this, we're only a couple of weeks from the Winchesters coming out. So, yeah, fingers crossed. So, and when you listen to this, it will be out or just coming out. So, um, keeping that in mind, I do before we go, Dan, want to note one thing uh, a quote that I really liked in this episode that I think is really important, which was Dean saying, I thought angels were supposed to be guardians, fluffy wings, halos, you know, Michael Landon, not dicks, um, <laughs> which I think is a great, great, great quote. The other thing I want to know, because I think it's really important um, to kind of think about the lore of these characters and hunters and what do they read? Uh, mm. The book that Olivia is holding in that opening scene, um, and I meant to mention this earlier, it's The Secret Teachings of All Ages by Manly P. Hall, which is a, a regarded as an essential occult 
and historic traditions such as alchemy, tarot, cryptology, mystery, religions, and ceremonial magic, amongst other subjects. So hmm. something a hunter would be reading. Yeah. Um, so it might be something someone else here wants, who's listening, wants to read, because genuinely that sounds like an interesting book. If you like the idea of supernatural um, and you're interested in what, you know, what is the lore behind that stuff? So um, want to make sure we got that stuff out there. But look, we've had a lot to say this week. We had a lot to say last week. We got a lot of episodes to come. Like I said, next week is episode three of season four in the beginning. But this is not the beginning. Uh, this is the end of this week's episode. So that's it for this week. But we will be back because after all, we've got work to do.